Hi, my name is Dave Leefort, Editor-in-Chief with Compliance Week, and I am here today on today's podcast with Brandon Reese, uh, Risk Solutions Executive at ServiceNow, and we are here today to talk about returning to work, uh, sort of post-pandemic, and what is, a, what is a safe and smart way to do so now that we've all been sort of working from home these last few months. So uh, welcome to the podcast, Brandon, and uh, how are you today? Thanks, Dave. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. I appreciate it. Great. Great to hear it. Um, first off, why don't you tell me a little bit more, or just, just start by, by telling me how, uh, how ServiceNow is, is weathering this pandemic. You know, we're very fortunate here that our business is digital in nature and built for the cloud. So we tend to have a workforce that has already traditionally been working in the cloud. So um, very well, thankfully. We use Zoom. Our P4 team is constantly in communication over our social channels. We have bi-weekly all-hands call where our CEO and other executives up, update us on all current plans and thinking. And so we're very fortunate in that regard. The transition's actually been pretty seamless in comparison to some of our customers who are a little bit more challenged at this time. Yeah, good, glad to hear it. Uh, Compliance Week is sort of in a similar boat. All of us are, are sort of able to do our jobs remotely, but we are discussing sort of what, what, is, what is the back to work plan. And that sort of brings me to my next question is, is what, does, what does the new back to work look like? What does the new normal work, work life look like? And in particular, you know, what's your perspective on how uh, this pandemic will change the workplace, both sort of in the short term as things start to get back to work and then in the long term too? Yeah, I think uh, that remains to be seen and that a lot of that is obviously going to be dictated by how long this lasts. But um, I, I think the impact here has been long enough in that behavior set in 21 days, right? And if we think about how employees and managers have had to shift the way that they work, how they've really had to embrace trusting in the workforce, I have a, a sense that this is going to last, right? But eventually offices are going to reopen and we're starting to see that now. I think many are doing what ServiceNow has been talking about for quite a while. Um, and that is opening offices slowly, adhering to CDC guidelines and we, and we learn how we go. There's gonna be changes in the workplace. So things like filtration systems we put in, extra cleaning crews brought in, PPE equipment that employees are going to need, cube walls, cube space further apart. The changes are, are going, to be, uh, going to be there, right? And people are going to have suggestions, requests that we haven't even thought of yet. And so we're going to need a flexible way to meet these requests while ensuring risks are identified and managed. And we're also continuing to adhere to CDC guidelines to make sure we have a safe employee workplace. The hard thing is how do we collect all this information and feedback from employers and employees, including employee or customer requests, ideas for change, and then how do we track all that? How do we make sure we're in continued compliance? How do we make sure we're continually identifying and managing risk? And that's likely to prove the real challenge in the weeks and months ahead. Yeah, it's almost as if, if companies are gonna need somebody that is sort of solely responsible for, for both managing that risk and making sure that employees' requests are, are met. How, how do you think companies are, are starting to do that now and, and starting to have that conversation? And it's painful in many ways. What we're seeing is, is companies are really struggling with this. They're using emails, spreadsheets, phone calls, video calls to communicate and track all of these different areas. And it's very manual, it's time consuming, and there's really a high degree of probability that something's gonna slip through the cracks. So, you know, here at ServiceNow, just as a story, 
we released four applications back in March at the beginning of all of this to help employees notify the company they've gotten sick. It allowed our customers and, and prospects to track individuals of uh, an infected individual who had recently come in contact with so that they could be notified they were potentially infected. Um, and it really helped manage through this crisis and, and provided a degree and a mechanism for responding more rapidly. And they were all free. And it was really our goodwill gesture to the world that ServiceNow could uniquely solve these challenges and solve them fast, right? Well, fast forwarding to now, we just released four additional applications to help companies safely bring their employees back to work. And we also released within our GRC community an application that provides companies with a way of managing compliance with CDC guidelines within their specific ServiceNow GRC instance so that different departments can assess their preparedness along with the state of the workplace and ensure they have a safe working environment, right? And it also lets companies do ongoing monitoring of guidelines and any additional state and local directives to ensure the workplace stays safe. And lastly, it allows companies to create projects, track issues created by employee requests, customer ideas, right? And helping to manage adherence to CDC guidelines and associated return to workplace risks and keeping all of this information in context. So we're, we're excited, right? This is free of charge if you're a current customer. It's just another way you can leverage our solution. And for anyone who is listening and is a current customer, you can go out there and download that contact pack in our community. And for anyone who's interested in using this, um, a small footprint of ServiceNow GRC is required. But, you know, these are just some of the ways that we're providing value to our customers. And, and we're pretty excited about it and all the different ways that we're helping customers manage through this in a meaningful and automated way. Yeah, that's interesting. In is there is there a more a more formal a more buttoned up process you'd recommend, or do you think this is going to be more of an ad hoc situation where where companies are are really making it up on the fly and sort of reacting to their environments as they as it comes? Solutions aside, right? ServiceNow solutions even aside, the, really the focus here is on doing this right. So we have to evaluate the risk. Ideally, whatever is used to help manage the back to work process you need to provide a single repository or a single platform where all of these different uh, areas can be consolidated together. And that's hugely important as different departments need to collect, store, and share data with one another. So the first order of the day is really to evaluate that risk, right? Send out surveys, track health screenings, manage all this back to a common program. And in parallel, any company should really be performing risk assessments to determine where your company's risk might be. And many could be new because of the new ways employees are working. So don't assume that what we've done before is still good today. This is an opportunity to reassess where those risks are, what new types of risks are present. And this is a new world of work and we need to adapt and shift quickly to this ever-changing environment. Yeah, and, and just you, you talk about these, these new risks. Can you just, can you give an example of, of what's, what is one type of new risk that companies are facing? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're seeing a tremendous push around digital transformation, moving to the cloud, unprecedented and breakneck speed. And with this comes increased digital risk, where topics such as data privacy, for instance, become exponentially more important. Are we taking all the necessary safeguards to ensure customer and employee data is kept private, right? How do we know? How are we measuring and reporting what we're doing and doing it in a common way? How are we eliminating our blind spots? So here at ServiceNow, we're continually performing data privacy impact assessments. So we understand upstream, downstream, the types of data we're managing, what controls we have in place, 
the risk it presents to our company, to our customers, should any data fall in the wrong hands. And we take incredible care and go to great lengths to ensure we're taking every foreseeable precaution to ensure safeguards and controls are in place and risk uh, of any exposure is mitigated, right? But, but that's just one example of many where, we, where it requires taking a step back to really look at the new types of risks that are present and even the ones that were present before and how they may be increased or different as we move forward. Uh, so once, once organizations and companies evaluate their risk and let's say screen their employees, what's next after that? What does, the, what does this new normal look like for back to work? Yeah, really, really changing and adjusting to what could be considered the new normal. So we need to get all policies, procedures, controls in a place so that we can test and see if these new rules are working. We need to relate to each other in, in a one-to-many relationship, controls being mapped to policies and to risks, and policies being mapped to the risks that they exist to mitigate. Compliance is continually monitored, using real-time operational data as much as possible to provide the highest degree of confidence and drive automation as much as possible, right? So that's really key. And you also need a way for employees and customers to make requests, submit ideas, and have that managed and managed consistently and effectively. And it might require creating projects that need to be tracked or issues that need to be resolved. But in any case, collaboration is key. And having a way to create cross-functional workflows that can be automated as much as possible, creating tasks for other departments, really doing that through one place to make sure nothing slips through the cracks and that processes are sped up as much as possible. Brandon, what about long-term activities? Is there anything you would suggest there? Yeah, absolutely. So planning and testing and then putting yourself in a position to prevent, respond, and adapt. And it's, it's really what we recommend for any organization. Once you've put something in place, we need to continuously monitor for it as well. So doing things like tracking PPP inventory or where employees are following appropriate policies, having a system in place where we can calculate risks so we understand that we're working on the most critical risks first, and then using dashboards and reports to communicate in a way that we're all speaking the same language. That's really what we do here at ServiceNow, and it's made all the difference for us. And then really for that respond and adapt piece, take an opportunity, look back at what we did, learn what we can do different for next time, whether it's instituting compensating or new controls, maybe new business continuity plans or different strategies. It's an opportunity to reflect and make sure we get it right for next time. And now, you know, we're, we're not even really fully back to work yet and already, you know, companies are going to have to start thinking about, okay, what happens if there is a, a second wave of this pandemic? What happens if things start to get worse again in the fall? Um, you know, so, so what are the lessons learned from this first wave that can help inform what organizations should do to either prepare for something like this again or prepare for perhaps, knock on wood, uh, hopefully not, maybe a, a second wave in the winter. Sure. Well, we, we don't know and, and hopefully there isn't another spike, but we do know there will be another crisis, right? This is just one potential crisis scenario. And so if this has taught us anything, it's that we need to expect the unexpected unexpected here, right? And so really building business continuity programs, disaster recovery plans, and then testing those plans to make sure that people know what to do, that systems work, that processes work as planned. That's really the key lesson. And, and sort of to that end, what is the biggest surprise you think uh, in terms of doing business that companies have had through this whole thing? You know, how important the 
third-party risk management program is to an organization because of the increased risk vendors uh, place to an organization, right? So it's really shocking how many companies are still without formal third-party risk management or business continuity management solutions and, and leveraging those and still are trapped in the world of, of spreadsheets and emails and phone calls. And many companies have had to ramp up or onboard new vendors at a pace and for use cases they weren't prepared for before all of this, right? On-premise applications are a great example of that, of where because things needed to move to the cloud, uh, new vendors were brought on board to meet those requirements. And so what, what types of processes and systems were in place to manage the risk associated with working with those third parties? So I think as we return to work, we're gonna see a lot more focus on formal programs, tooling to support those, those programs that not only allow you to assess and manage vendor risk, but also build business continuity plans around those third parties as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. We, we've actually written a lot about the topic of, of vendor risk and about how to ensure that your th third parties, how, can you, how you can ensure that, that their business is continuing as well. Um, so, so yeah, I totally agree with you there. Um, to wrap things up here, uh, if you had to offer, let's say three short pieces of advice for ensuring a safe return to work experience and sort of continued compliance with the CDC rules and whatever sort of state regs that your state or city or local uh, regulations you have to conform to, what would, those, what would those three tips be? Yeah, and this is the part where we keep it simple as possible, right? So if you, if you take away nothing else from this, these are, these are those three short things. Number one, understand that this is the new normal and we need to plan and adjust accordingly. Number two, Leverage operational data wherever possible. Streamline, rationalize, harmonize, and as, as much as possible wherever you can, automate. Because we're all being asked to do more with less. And so as much automation and streamlining you can do, the better value you're gonna get and the better assurance you'll get that things aren't slipping through the cracks. And then lastly really is around preparing for and testing for that next crisis event. Because once again, if there's anything we've learned here, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, it is. You're right. Um, Brandon, I really do appreciate your time today. Uh, again, my name is Dave Leefort. I'm Editor-in-Chief with Compliance Week. Uh, my guest today has been uh, Brandon Reese, Risk Solutions Executive with, uh, with ServiceNow. Uh, Brandon, thanks again for joining me, and uh, stay safe, and good luck. And uh, that's all for today. Thank you, Dave.